Thanks for checking out the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Scar. This podcast features athletes from around Southern California and highlights their journey into collegiate athletics. Today, I'm sitting down with Sierra Canyon running back E.J. Gable. E.J. amassed over 2,000 all-purpose yards and 23 touchdowns in 2018, helping the Trailblazers snag a Division III Southern Section Championship. But even as the best offensive weapon on one of the county's best teams, EJ had no offers. We talked about the impact of the hashtag offer EJ, how he kept his head up when nobody seemed to want him, and the ultimate relief when that first scholarship finally came. Here's the chat. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of In Depth, presented by SoCal Prep Insider. Across from me is Sierra Canyon running back EJ Gable. EJ, thanks for sitting down. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Anytime. Now, we're sitting in the basketball locker room because the football locker room wasn't available. And the basketball locker room, obviously the basketball team, one of the best teams in the country. The football team, you guys had a section championship. You went on to play in the state championship. So this school is kind of a school built around excellence. Does it feel like that when you're walking around here? Um, it does. Everyone, like, is happy for every sport, and it's just a good vibe with everyone here, and just everyone's keeping everyone up. Like, no team is bashing on any team. Everyone gives support to every team, too. It's just, like, when you come here, you just have the winning mentality. Now, let's talk about you. 5'6", 150 pounds, running back for Sierra Canyon. The stats this last season, insane. 16 games, he had 1,700 rushing yards, 23 touchdowns, if you count your receiving yards and your returning yards, over 2,000 all-purpose yards. What did the field feel like for you this year? Did it always feel like holes were open and you were making guys miss? What did it feel like? Well, I just felt like I'm play, playing any other game, just keeping my head in the game, um, having the same. My dad all gives me, let the game come to you, because if you go find it, you won't find it. So I just have that mindset in my head. And I just, like, before every play goes, I just, like, process, like, what a linebacker is going to do and just have a, a move that I have in the beginning just before the play starts. Did you see the success coming? Because you had a couple of really good seasons, we'll talk about it in a second, at Arlita before you transferred here. Did you feel like this senior year was going to be this successful? Um, at first, it was like complicated because I had to learn a, a new playbook and a whole new scheme. But once I sat down with Coach House and all the coaches, it got normal to me. It's just a click on my head to know to play. And um, coming into a new competition, it was hard to believe I'm actually in this division and league and all that. But I never let nothing scare me or fear me on the field, so I just go out there and play. Now you're coming into Sierra Canyon. You came from Arlita as a junior for Arlita, played 12 games, had 1,400 yards on the ground, 25 touchdowns. So it seems like athletic success is kind of in your blood a little bit. When you were playing for Arlita, did you feel like maybe you needed to move on, that you weren't able to succeed there and you needed kind of a bigger stage to shine? Or what was the reason for leaving? Um, the reason was um, just better opportunity for me because I'm a like small dude, and then so like I want to get that much attention over there. Mm-hmm. And once I came here, I met with colleges and stuff. But academic, academic, like it gave me a better um, opportunity for academics also because the teachers here also like help you sus- have a successful life. Not saying Arlita doesn't, but I feel like it's here more. Yeah. 
And there's no shame in transferring. I mean, if you really are pursuing a better opportunity, there really there is no shame in pursuing something else because, like we'll talk about here, this led to an offer. You got an offer, your only offer to Sacramento State, and it seemed like maybe if you stuck where you were, you wouldn't have gotten noticed. But let's talk about that senior season. So you're balling out the whole year. You're usually putting up 100 yards a game. You're scoring a couple of touchdowns. You are the offense at Sierra Canyon. But you're not getting any offers. No, no college coaches were calling. Did you feel like maybe it wasn't coming, or did they give you a reason why they weren't calling? Was it discouraging? Um, I just didn't really let, the, really let that affect me and affect my game. I just went out there and played and just let my patience control that and let the man above give me something that he wanted to give me. Um, if it didn't come, oh well, if it did come, I'm like, like it did, I'm happy. But like, I, I didn't let that affect my game at all. Didn't really think about, about it that much. And you know, talking about what God gave you, he made you 5'6", he gave you 150 pounds. Did you feel like that ever held you back? No. Um, once, once I was little, I always played against guys bigger than me, so it was just something that I always been through. So it didn't really like discourage me or anything. Because like all my family, whole family told me since my brothers started playing, it's um, heart oversized. So that's always had, had that as my mentality to play bigger than what I am. Now the hashtag offer EJ was trending during the playoffs. How did that make you feel? Um, it made me feel good because that movement was started by my brother and he always like helped me through everything and always was like happy to see me play and all that. And just, just knowing that it was a movement, it was just a great movement, great to me because like I know I have people that believe that I should deserve an offer and that my actually showing my game, like my game's actually showing to other people. Now you kind of have a family lineage of football. A lot of you, some of your cousins and your brothers have gone on, they've played at the next level. Did it help you to have some footsteps or a path to follow? Oh, most definitely. Um, learning from CJ and my brother on their footwork and how they attack holes and everything, it just helped a lot. Cause to become better, you have to also learn from other people. And those are the main two people that I learned from. Now, C.J. Gable went to USC. Did he impart any knowledge on you of what it would be like to go into a big college program? Maybe he's the number one guy? Well, we haven't really talked yet because he's been busy on his life and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I already have a feeling like how different it's going to be in college. So, like, I'm going to have to transfer into a college level mode instead of high school. Now, you guys won the Division Three Southern Section Championship. Beat Cajon. And Cajon was quarterbacked by Jaden Daniels, and he was getting offers from all over the Pac-12, Arizona State, USC, Utah, UCLA. Did it feel a little extra to beat a guy that he was getting all the offers and all the attention? Did it feel good to beat that guy? Um, it, it felt good because, like, just winning the championship and, like, playing against high competition, like five-star linebackers, five-star quarterback, it felt good to, like, come out with the victory on, in one of those games. Um... But that really doesn't like, I don't really look at offers when I play a team, it's just, it's just him. Like my mentality is, it's, he, he's in a way of me getting my offer, so I'm not gonna let him do that. Mm -hmm. What was it like to finally accomplish that goal? Because every team when they sit here in the locker room in July, they're talking about, man, we're gonna get to state, we're gonna win the section championship, we gotta get to state. You guys do get to state, you end up losing to Liberty by a couple of points. But what was it like to accomplish that goal, winning the section championship? Um, it was a big accomplishment, for, especially for my senior year. And it, it just felt amazing 
talking about it and then actually living it and actually getting the, the win. It was just an amazing accomplishment for me and my team because we, we've been through a lot this since summer. Coaches work, worked us off, like worked us out, hard, made us work hard every mm -hmm. practice. We have no like slow practices. So it was a big accomplishment. Now let's fast forward, catch up to January. So January 4th, Sacramento State, the coaching staff, they get you on the phone, they call you. What'd they tell you? Uh, I talked to the position coach, my running back coach, Coach Draymond. Um, he was just telling me how I'm doing and all that. And then he came out with that Sac State's going to pay for your school. And then that just made a big smile come on my face. And then he just told me that I got offered. And then I went downstairs to tell my parents and my brother. And it was just an exciting moment for me. Everybody freaked out. Everyone. <laughs> And that was your first offer. Did you feel validated? Did it feel like, man, I did it? It felt stress relieved, stress relieving, because um, that's what I've been working since I was six years old for, to get an offer, go playing college ball. And it just felt, it was just a good feeling to finally get one. Have you had an opportunity to go up to the campus yet? Yeah, this past weekend I went to on my official visit, and it was a very great experience. What did you think of it? It was nice. Like, I go out there mostly every home game to see my brother play. Mm -hmm. But, like, seeing – I saw, like, inside the dorms, inside their football, like, weight room and all that I've never seen before. So it was a, kind of a new experience, but kind of the same thing. So your brother plays for Sac State. When you heard that the coach – he called you up. He said, hey, I'm from Sacramento State. I'm coach blah, blah, blah. Did you immediately go, like, man, this is exactly where I need to be? Um, we, we made it – contact before me and the coach so I thought he was just gonna call me to see how I'm doing mm -hmm. but once he said that I was like man I'm <laughs> really gonna be able to play with my brother again and that was just a great a great feeling for me now you talk about playing with your brother again let's step back let's talk about our leader for a second you were at our leader for a couple of years but the rapper Blueface was also at our leader did you get to know him at all did you play with him no I didn't I came in a year after he left so, um, but he was a good, I watched him play. He was a good quarterback. Like, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the Valley at that time. Yeah, that, that's the story, that he was one of the best quarterbacks. And got, I think he got an offer to go play at, in college somewhere, I think Kennesaw State or something like that. Yeah. Didn't end up playing, but now he's making millions. Man, making millions. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really matter. So, let's talk about the senior season. Now, I know we talk about the stats, and I said over 2,000 all-purpose yards. He had like 20-some touchdowns. Did you believe deep down, because you know, you're know you 5'6", it seemed like people were always overlooking you, but did you believe deep down that you were going to make this happen, you're going to get that offer? Um, my first game, I was going in like kind of confident, kind of unconfident, because it's a new league, new competition, faster. But after my first game, I was like, okay, like I understand the speed and everything, so I, I should be good the whole season. Um, and then after that, it was, just, it was just grind mode from there. Now, let's go back. You're talking to 15-year-old EJ, right? He's at our lead. Maybe he's 5'4", he's 140 pounds, right? He's real small. You go back, let's say you could travel back in time, as you are now. What would you tell 15-year-old EJ? Maybe he's small. Maybe he's kind of doubting himself. What would you tell him? Not to let no one fear you, like scare you on the field, because it's how you, however you want it, you'll go get it. What's in here when you're on the field? So everything, <laughs> everything's inside my heart when I'm on the field. That's how, that's the only reason how I play, my heart. Because if it was if it was my size, then 
they're going to be on me, like, yeah. talking to you right now. It's all in my heart. Do you have any advice for young guys? Maybe, you know, they're shorter or not getting, not getting noticed, not getting offers. What would you say to them? Um, just be patient um, and just keep working hard. That's what I did. Stay patient, kept working day in and day out. And just when you hit the field, just let everything come out your mind and just do what you have to do and just play with your heart. Now, aside from football, what are you most excited for for college? Just living the college life, like spending time with my team and just majoring, learning my major because I'm actually interested in, I'm going to major in kinesiology. I'm actually nice. in, interested in that and just be able to learn that is going to be a great time. A lot of athletes I talk to, they want to major in kinesiology. It seems like they want to learn about the body, maybe be a trainer a little bit later. Yeah. If football doesn't pan out, what do you think you'd like to be doing? Um, I'd probably like, become a firefighter because that's one of my other jobs I wanted to do. So, yeah. You've probably been in pretty good shape for a firefighter coming on the football field. Yep. Put a couple guys on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, if you could compare yourself to one NFL player or maybe a guy you look up to when he's on the field, who do you think that would be? Um, I forgot his name, but he plays for the Bears. Um, Is it Tariq Cohen? Yeah, Tariq Cohen. Small running back? Small running back, but still showing everyone that height doesn't matter. Exactly. That's what, I, that's what I looked up to this year. Are you old enough to remember Darren Sproles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darren Sproles was a monster. He was, man. Quick, no one could catch him. He's a monster. And those guys don't let size play into it, right? No, no. They got at their all. game and they're just going to go out and ball. Yep. And you feel like people look at you, they may think, oh, man, that kid's, you know, whatever. And then you get on the field and you're making, making guys miss, making oh, moves. Oh, man, I have so much people that talk smack during the season saying, I didn't know they let 14 year olds play. <laughs> so much smack talks when, they, when I played against them. But. Shut them up on the field. Yeah, you shut everybody up. Yep. I mean, you guys ended up winning Southern Section Division Three, so not a whole lot of haters after that. Yep. All right, EJ, final question for you. As you leave Sierra Canyon, you go off to college, what are some final thoughts about your high school career? If you could kind of sum it up in a few words, what are some thoughts? Um, I had a great ride from playing in a lower division, a different competition to a Higher competition is just a great feeling, knowing I did put everything on the field for my team, for both my teams. It's just a great feeling to know that I left everything on the field before I left high school. EJ Gable, Sierra Canyon running back and future Sacramento State All-American, I'm going to say right now. EJ, thanks for sitting down, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Anytime.